I want to talk about like Tom and Jerry, but the movie I couldn't fucking do. That's what we're talking about. We're not talking about <laughs> Tom and Jerry. This isn't a Tom and Jerry podcast, Alex. What is this? <laughs> it's the Tommy John podcast. We're not? Starting pitcher goes out to the mound and he's throw. Oh, he's holding his elbow. He's holding his elbow. This isn't looking good, folks. This is not looking good. He is very injured. His arm is hanging by a thread. He's going to need Tommy John surgery. Welcome to baseball season, everybody. You're at the old compound. This is your host, Nick Lyons, and this is my co host, uh, Stephen Ramirez. Hey, how's he going? Just uh, clanged him over the head with a, with a, Iron Pan. There you go, because this is a... Oh, this isn't a Tommy John podcast. This is a Tom and Jerry podcast. I got my T's and my, T's and my J's mixed your up. Your T's and J's, they get confusing a lot, I know, because you weirdly cross your undercase J's. Yeah. I don't understand why. Well, I do, because you got to cross your T's, dot your I's, and cross your J's. Mm, cross and dot your J's. Cross and dot your J's. It's the mix between the T and the J, which is why Tommy John, of course, comes up. You know what I think of when I think of a J uh, underscored uh, J with a uh, cross through it? A little boat. Looks like a little boat. It does look like a little boat. Yeah. I love that. Uh, what's your favorite curse, uh, cursive letter? G. Capital G. Oh, that's the most hideous. It's the most chaotic. That, that, yeah, that one, <laughs> I, I don't know. Anybody could choose it. Yeah, what is that? A D? It's like a D with an H? I'm yeah. a big fan of the ampersand. I think that's technically cursive. It's not. A, it's it feels, not a letter. I know, but you it feels like it, it, it feels like cursive. If you said cursive symbol, you know what I would have said? Ampersand. Upside down question mark. Well, J is my actual uh, favorite cursive letter, and uh, we're doing T ampersand J Tom and Jerry movie. Yeah, we're doing a streaming streaming alert streaming alert. I don't know. We we'll come up. Uh, Kyle, can you add in some sort of oh, sound effect? It. Yeah, here it is. We have some bad hombres here. Yeah, that's okay. What yep, doing. that's it. That's what we're doing. Uh, we are joined by um, an esteemed colleague. Uh, esteemed is a word that uh, has lost all of its meaning, especially when we use it to describe him. Uh, esteemed, much like Cleveland. Yes, K Jax yeah. is here. Hello, Alex. Hey guys. The people love it. The people love them. People love them. Can't get enough of them. Sure. We're here to talk about Tom and Jerry, but first we got a little bit of movie news. Hardly hardly any movie news. Do we now? Huge movie news. Movie Pass is back, baby. There's a countdown currently on the moviepass.ventures.com website, and it could mean big things for us in the future. Except that Reddit already proved that it it doesn't, and it's just uh, it's just for the Reddit. So. Oh, they only did it for the for the viral fame. Yeah, for our backslash movie pass club. Oh, here's what I thought. What it initially was, they like this new business was going to do like a fire uh fire documentary, like the fire fest. Oh, just about do like movie, movie, pass movie pass documentary. Yeah, I really it's thought gonna that be was good. Gonna be it. Yeah, I was thinking about doing a movie pass podcast on everybody's summer that they had during movie pass and just. Just talking about how great it was. Yeah, I wish we could have screenshotted our uh, our our viewing tickets like in the movie pass because it was it was a wild bunch in there. Oh man. <laughs> and not including the wild bunch. <laughs> Unfortunately. And uh, another movie news, movie theaters are back. 
We don't know how to feel about it. We're still in quarantine. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm having a fly experience here. Really? Yeah. Movie theaters are back. Uh, uh, Local ones for us, which is in the Bay Area, are are opening up. Incredible. To limited capacity. Mm -hmm. And uh, I might, uh, you know, I'm not going to say I'm going to go see a movie because I don't want anybody to know, but I'm going to go see a movie. Wow. Are you going to go see this? Because I know it's playing locally. Tom and Jerry? Yeah. Oh yeah, Tom and Jerry's for sure playing. Uh, I've watched in our it. Local I've already theater. watched it uh, two and a half times. And Incredible. You know, it has. To, it's a movie theater movie. You just got to see it in theaters. It's one of those. It's yeah. one of those. It's one to enjoy with twenty five percent of capacity, <laughs> for sure. We're gonna get into that though. <laughs> let's talk about it. Let's uh, let's let's get a little taste let's of this... uh, uh, T and J. Let's get a little taste up in this T and J. Tom and Jerry are coming to the big city. This hotel has been host to four presidents. We have a mouse problem. But the what now? On February 26th. That rodent is toast. I will not let this hotel be ruined by a cat and a mouse. Tom and Jerry, the movie. Rated PG in theaters and streaming exclusively on HBO Max, February 26th. Okay, can you play it again really quick? Just just the very beginning. Why I gotta do that? Please, just one time. Okay, just for me. me. For me. This is Real Rotten, the podcast where we watch movies underneath 25% of Rotten Tomatoes. Tom and Jerry are coming. Boing! That was it. That's all I wanted. <laughs> <laughs> I love that scream, by the way. That, that classic Tom scream. That apparently... Uh, We're gonna get into that, yeah. yeah. Uh... The rating of this movie, 24% of Rotten Tomatoes, 83% audience score. Wow. wow. That was incredible. <laughs> <laughs> big news. We got huge news coming out of the Rotten Tomatoes that's website. A big, that's a big... I know. I know. We're going to get into that, but I want to talk about these percentages. 83%, first off, number 83. Uh, shout out to a previous uh, podcast, number 23. Yes. Uh, and uh, Shelby's uh, spooky number. Shelby's spooky family number. Uh, the 24%, it, it's been going down. It's it, this has been a long-standing saga. If you follow us on the social medias at Real Rotten, uh, this was initially a non uh, non contender. It started out at twenty two and then jumped up to twenty nine. Oh, it started at twenty. Well, twenty. Well, it's hard to tell. Very early on, yes. you know, when the first reviews are coming. Yeah, in. preview market. Yeah, and then and then it got up to twenty nine, and we thought there's not a chance. There's no hope. And Maybe then, Hall of Famer. And then a few days, few days pass, and another few days pass, and all of a sudden, seasons change. Tom and Jerry are in our wheelhouse. Yeah. Our picture a wheel, picture a house. Yeah. Like a cartoon. They were standing we're outside that, that wheelhouse, and then they're, they knocked on the door, and we let them right they're in. They're just, yeah, bludgeoning each other to death. Mm-hmm. It's a mess. Yeah. It's a mess. Nothing like uh, cartoon violence. Speaking of messes, uh, what's our blurb there, bub? Ron Chimano's blurb is, it isn't the... It isn't the worst of the long squabbling duo's feature-length adventures, but Tom and Jerry is disappointingly short on anarchic spirit of their classic shorts. Yeah, anarchic. What a word. On the anarchic spirit of the classic shorts. Yeah, unbelievable. I uh, I don't know what to, I didn't know what to think of this when I first I I pulled up the website as mm-hmm. I usually do, looked at the blurbs, and then all of a sudden I see this thing called audience blurb. Unbelievable. Uh they've added an audience blurb. It's a new feature to the Rotten Tomatoes website. They gave the people the voice. Is this I don't we have no idea what this is. Yeah. This I, is breaking news. Breaking news. Can I, you play the breaking news sound? Oh yeah. It's right here. Get <laughs> to the facts. Give me the facts, Breaking man. news. There's an audience blurb on the website now. Uh, the audience blurb for this movie is... Uh, this updated take on the classic cartoon characters is good fun for kids. In fact, the main thing it's missing is some more Tom and Jerry. I feel like this was written by an algorithm. 
Like this is this is Cortana speaking. I think that's that's what the audience thing is. They take every audience review, put them into a, a generator, and then mm-hmm. it spits out something. Yeah, it's like the Wu Tang generator, but but for <laughs> yeah. dumb people who love this movie. <laughs> speaking of Wu Tang, uh, the soundtrack of this movie is incredible. Alex, I'm going to need you to look up the OST soundtrack that plays on Spotify and just highlight a couple songs for us eventually uh, when it comes up. My blurb. Uh, was from a local legend, Randy Myers. Randy uh, Myers. San, San, Home, <laughs> San Home Mercury uh, states, Tim, uh, Tim Story, the director, seeks to, seeks to bring the franchise up to date with this mashup of live action and computer animation. Computer. Uh, but the result is like a bad version of Who Framed Roger Rabbit. He told it like it is. He told it like it was. Told it like it is. Uh, I mean, Randy brings the facts. He always has and always will. Yeah, he's he's a prodigy of you. He, he nicks to the facts. Yeah. Uh, I chose Charles Solomon of Film Week, and he wrote, <laughs> he, he said... It is just embarrassingly bad and ethnically tone deaf. Ethically. Ethnically. Oh, I thought it was ethically. No, ethnically. Yeah. I mean <laughs> I just I'm just wondering was what it? I'm just wondering what Charles Solomon uh, was was thinking going into this movie, what it was going to be and uh, he might have been super offended at the whole Colin Yost uh, wearing <laughs> wearing Indian uh husband uh attire. Uh, yeah, very possible. Yeah, I don't the know. Nick Jonas stand in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah basically. Uh, notable critic. We got we got a couple brand new segment. Yeah, we got to feature him because because obviously uh, we've never RIP, done this guy before. Only because R.I.P. to Ebert. So yeah. th- this is why we're doing notable critics. R.I.P. Ebert. Mm-hmm. R.I.P. Ebert. Uh, face your fear. We got a David Fear of Rolling Stone. Got it. Who said the actors got checks? The cat and mouse got to relive their glory days one last time, and no one called them itchy and scratchy. Not once. Not even once. Hey, that um, was good. That, that's a good blurb. I on, like that blurb. Honestly, when I first read this, I thought uh, he actually uh, wrote Face Your Fear, the actor's got checks. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, for, thank you for emphasizing that. That's our segment name for, uh, yeah, the, for David for, Probably the first time, no more time. Uh, face your fear segment. Okay, my uh, my my. I had to feature this because I figured Alex would pick this if if he actually watched the film. Uh, but he didn't. So this is from <laughs> Amy Nicholson from uh, NPRLA. This is this I is love the, Amy Nicholson for the record. For Let the record, show on the record, she's the, a, she's a great critic and very uh, she's very honest. That's not true. She's very objective. That's not true. <laughs> I didn't make it through the film. I did not watch it. He didn't watch the film. Uh, so no, Amy, you, no, you watched the first twenty minutes and you thought it was so good that you're like, nothing can be. I got this, it. This is I only going to go. This is only going to go downhill. I got what I needed. Yeah. I'm out. It's you, only- <laughs> you watched it for the length of a regular Tom and Jerry cartoon. Yeah, that's yeah. what you did. You were like, I'm in for twenty minutes. <laughs> give me, me some slap. Give me some slapstick, and you got enough. Don't CNN my ass in this quote <laughs> and and completely like. Chiron is up right now. The, the lower third right now says Kjax loves Tom and Jerry. Got <laughs> so good first twenty minutes. <laughs> good lord. Um, but yeah, this is the most uh, NPR LA uh, 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 blurb I could I could read at this point in time. I thought this is quote Amy Nicholson. NPRLA. I thought Chloe Grace Moritz was really good in this. She's on the right vibration. I agree. Do we'll, you? We'll get into it. Do you? But I did. So uh, Charles Solomon and Amy Nicholson were on the same podcast. They pulled these blurbs from podcasts. Really? How wild is that? Wow. We're NPR, welcome to the future. NPR did a, uh, a, a movie review podcast, and they talked about a bunch of movies, and wow. then they pulled blurbs from the people on the podcast. Unbelievable. We're um, in the future. We're this, So we don't even have to become writers now. Shout we can out. get our blurb in Rotten Tomatoes from just doing this podcast. So all you uh, muckety mucks up at Rotten Tomatoes, uh, you know, you got free audio to pull. Yeah. 
Just pull it. Yeah. Just pull it. We do them at the end of the podcast. It's so it. easy. It's so easy. We're going to the fact shack. Uh, we haven't been in a long time because it's full of mold and often uh, degraded to a point of disrepair. And uh, today's no different. But since Alex did not watch the movie all the way through, his punishment is reading the facts. So, Alex? Released on February 26th, 2021. Uh, two days before my dad's birthday. Shout out to uh, wow. Pop Pop. So, yeah. uh, Jimbo. Is he Pop Pop? Yeah. Wow. Well, I guess we're going to get into that later. <laughs> no. Rated PG. Rated PG. I'm actually just guessing that it was PG, though, I think. Cartoon violence is what I would assume. Verifying. 11 minutes too long, an hour and 41. Yeah, PG. That's 100% true. This movie would have been perfect at an hour 30. I don't know why. I, think I don't know where they got the nerve to put in. I would have more definitely minutes. watched the whole movie. This would have no, no. Yeah, honestly, yeah, that was the biggest turnoff uh, when turning on this film. But um, this would have been a great eighty minuter. Like this would have blown Eight Crazy Nights out of the water as best eighty minute film. Uh, One forty one is accessible, but uh, not. No, it's uh, not. Not ideal. It, it's not, not for as a accessible kid's movie. as. It's really not, not as accessible as some forty one. It's accessible. Oh yeah, some forty one. I would watch that movie. Roll into the party like we're numbers El Nino. God. Damn son of a bitch. Okay, well, taglines. Best of enemies, worst of friends. That's pretty good. It's a really good tagline. Uh, I, I put in another. They had five taglines for this movie. Most of them were good, but these were the top two. What was the other one, Alex? A major commotion picture. A yeah. major commotion picture. Yeah. They paid a guy to write, a guy or girl to write that, and they wrote the shit out of that. They really line. did. Yeah, unfortunately, those two, both those are so I wish good. that was the number one. Like, why isn't a major commotion picture number one? I think of... it's because it didn't make the big screen. Probably. Yeah. Because that's, that's a big poster. It's that's a, a big that's po- a poster. poster. That's a that's tagline. a movie theater tagline. Yeah. Not a not a straight to You could see the cardboard cut out above it and then yeah, them yeah. like attacking each other. Man, I'd really like to see that cardboard signage. That'd be that'd be really nice to see just to go to the movie theater and if see. If I that. worked in a movie theater, I would ask to take it home for a couple weeks. <laughs> <laughs> it's my cardboard fort <laughs> of uh of the devil from the devil inside me. <laughs> I worked at a TV station uh, in college and they let me take home some of the uh some of the cardboard people and uh Simon Cowell was in my in my house oh, for yeah. a long time. That's a big story. He protected our he protected our house. Yeah. Uh we we got walked into people would just walk into our apartment cuz uh, we went to Chico State and uh but right when we put Simon Cowell in the in the front window, nobody walked into our house anymore. <laughs> they knew it was claimed uh, for the British crown. <laughs> yeah. That's why. Uh, tag, you're it, Stephen. Uh, a battle that has raged since the dawn of time. It really has. Because yeah. you're speaking biologically and you're speaking of the fact that Tom and Jerry are older than dirt. <laughs> yeah. So there's that. Uh, mine are, uh, things are getting hairy. It's cartoon hair, so it doesn't really count. Great. Uh, and then uh, our, coo- our cartoon of fun. Our cartoon of fun. <laughs> I just knew we couldn't beat. We couldn't beat the OG ones, so uh, I, I'm yeah. not gonna, really going to try. No, I, I wanted to give it, uh, you know, give it the general feel of like best of enemies, worst of friends thing. Yeah, yep, whatever. Uh, plot keywords. Uh, keep it going for us, KGX. Jerry the Mouse. Who's As free, in, whose full name is Jerome? Yeah, it's Jerome. Jerome I always forget that. The yeah, we're going to get into that, but uh, yeah, we t- we saw it on his business card. Keep it going. Hotel. New York City, duo, and slapstick comedy. Well, first of all, Hotel New York City. Hotel New York City belongs to Dunstan Checks In and no other movie. 
Yeah. <laughs> no, Home Alone 2. Home Alone 2 is probably the... What's the mm. first thing you think of when you hear Hotel New York City? Hotel New York City kids movie? Any movie. I think Home Alone 2. Hotel New York City? Any Hotel, movie? Hotel New York City, any movie. No, there's another one. Alex, what do you got? Fucking the Eddie Murphy, Brett Ratner from Problematic Film. <laughs> <laughs> the, Brett, the Ben Stiller movie. <laughs> Tower Heist. Tower Heist. Yeah, Home Alone 2. But I don't know. Like, there's de- there's definitely others. I just can't come up with any. Yeah, of I can't really name. think of like a significant significant hotel film besides Dunstan Checks In. And now this movie, I guess. Yeah, maybe uh, uh, Sex and the City, uh, Future Contender, number two. But it doesn't take place inside a hotel in like I feel like she lives in a hotel, but maybe that's... Wait, are we talking any because hotel? She's privileged, because she's privileged. Because she's privileged. I just don't why. know New York City. That's yeah. really what you it is. You know nothing. Yeah. You're, you're drunk and hazed. We got breaking news again. Oh, go right ahead. We got new webs... Breaking... News website news. IMDb has a new section called FAQ. They've actually had it for a long time, but now it's prominently featured on their new website de- design. Huh. Uh, but FAQ, frequently asked questions, is an incredible resource from now on that I am looking forward to every single time. Because if the questions are like this, why is Chloe Grace Moretz in this movie? And the answer that, must somebody, know. <laughs> the answer that somebody provided, which they put on imdb so it's there for everybody to see is because she works cheap and every other actress approach for the role turned it down <laughs> I, if that's if that's the most honest answer then that's the most honest answer i like to believe that there's a hollywood insider that is in charge of answering these faqs I and they so. and they found that out they were like she works cheap yeah every other actress said no yeah yeah, we can't verify that, but we cannot deny that. <laughs> yeah, so it's uh, cheap, five hundred k. Well, speaking of five hundred k, what was the budget, Alex? Twenty eight mil. Wow. <laughs> yeah, Man, that went away real quick. And it made sixty seven million worldwide. That's in, that's incredible, but at the same time, very believable, um, especially in foreign countries. This is a this is a very easily translatable movie because yep. it's mostly slapstick. Yeah, and during a pandemic it came out. Yeah. Like, 67 mil on that is pretty good return. Yeah, they're probably taking return on, on subscription services probably in the you U.S. Think? market. I doubt that. I'd, I'd like to hope so, um, but, but you know, it's it's a hard number to, to really trace right now, I guess. Well, they don't, yeah. It's like any Netflix movie from here on out. They'll never tell you how much it A, costs, and, how, and B, how much it helps their service and how much people saw it. Yeah, who knows, yeah. It's it's a it's a weird thing that that oh well I'm sure pl- plenty of people know we're just idiots. Uh, moving on, <laughs> uh, your favorite trivia, Nick. You had a couple. We talked about it earlier. You you love that scream. Well, the film uses all the same sounds for Tom and Jerry that uh, William Hanna did himself. Yeah, yeah. It featured that and uh, also some some offshoot voices for Mel Blanc. Uh, so Mel Blanc's voice is in it. William Hanna's in it. I thought that was a really really cool little uh, trivia thing. And it features in the title credits. You can see the the special uh, special voice appearances by William Hanna and Mel Blanc. Yeah, and then why at the end they uh, had Jerry as Jerry and uh, Tom as Tom D. Cat. Always great. Always great because that's who they were. Uh, Another reason why this is an easily translatable uh, film, they don't speak a word the entire time. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it's a universal film, uh, obviously, uh, I'm sure, appreciated in, in, in Europe. I would easily... I I would be okay with my kid watching this movie a lot. Yeah, yeah. I think it's not it's not like insulting. 
No, it's it, Tom and Jerry probably is the the least problematic. There's still some problematic uh, old cartoons featuring <laughs> Tom and Jerry, but overall, it's probably the least problematic cartoon series from the from the 1900s. Well, yeah, it turns out that Tom and Jerry are, uh, you know, soulful. I guess is the word. They're like Batman and Joker. Oh, I had to mention that because <laughs> Kyle isn't here. They're yeah, whatever. They're New York. That'd be one of the least violent, as far as. Uh... I don't know. They Cartoon pretty, goes. Uh, the show got pretty violent. It, uh, a lot of Tom it's like exploding ho- it's and house, getting... household violence. Household violence. <laughs> no, but how? Like, yeah, it's like it's mild violence compared to some of the other ones. Like I, I had seen from that era. Yeah, it's not like a Wiley e. Coyote who buys a nuclear right. bomb just to kill, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> just, just to kill one Roadrunner. <laughs> Tim Story cites uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit as his influence. For oh, the, big for surprise! Yeah. yeah, yeah. I thought it was going to be Cool World. And uh, this is everybody hop on board the Chloe Grace Moretz train right now because it's leaving the station. You got to get on or you got to get out. She cited the performances of Sandra Bullock, Jennifer Aniston, Lucille Ball, and Meg Ryan as an influence for her role as Kayla. Moretz described Kayla as a lot like Jerry, as a girl who who gunned for what she wanted to achieve but realizes that time and honesty is what will prevail in the end, as well as a total goofball, the latter aspect which Moretz to lean into who she was in real life. She also said Kayla is a little unlikable with some of the decisions she makes, yet she still wanted the character to feel relatable. I love that she thought so hard about this character. It's uh, it's the main girl in a Tom and Jerry movie. <laughs> like, what is she doing? This is awesome. She she watched previous performances, or she's just making all this up on the fly in an interview, which is even fucking better. Like, let's go, CGM. Ah. Wow. <laughs> Everybody, hop on the CGM train. That's what I'm saying. Uh, she had some influences for the role of Kayla. Like, if you just said the role of Kayla... No last name. Roll of Kayla. <laughs> I'd be like, okay, whatever. <laughs> I really want to say no comment. So I'm going to say no comment. Uh, yeah. Okay. Okay. The, okay, Chloe. Movie talk. It's the who's. Who's to blame? Tim Story. He's back. Back in our... Uh... <laughs> Hit the brakes there. Tim Story, you're trying to roll over Tim Story, the legendary director of a previous podcast known only to us as The Taxi Podcast. <laughs> yeah, The Taxi Podcast, one of our all-time favorite ones to do. Yeah. We had uh, Tom Brady's wife. You had you had the you had the equalizer in there, the future equalizer. <laughs> yeah. And then Tim Story, of course, who brought who originally brought the Fantastic Four to the big screen and did the better job. Even though it was a terrible movie, FX was on while I was at work, and uh, I watched the end of the replacements more than likely. And the next movie came up, and it was the new Fantastic Four. Oh wow! The, and I the, watched the first fifteen minutes. The Tim before I had to actually work. And who's the director of the new Fantastic Four? Alex, look that up. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, who? I don't recall, but it was bad. And I was like, man, I long for the old Fantastic Four. This is like the fourth podcast in like six that we've mentioned the old Fantastic Four. We're going to have to do it. We're going to have to do it this We summer. love that movie. It's going to be a Marvel summer. And it's, <laughs> yeah, apparently. And it's starring, uh, starring the worst ones, Ghost Rider and the Fantastic Four. We got two, 
we got some big plans for this summer, so stick around. We got the summer of sick, the summer of skate, the summer of surf, but we got the summer of Marvel as well for all you Marvel yeah. heads out there. Yeah, yeah, we're caged animals. We're we're perpetual, perpetually caged animals. Speaking of caged animals, the writer on this movie, Kevin Costello, who also wrote Brixby Bear. Wow, I still never saw that movie. Oh, you didn't? No, with uh, with our local guy Kyle. Yeah, with Kyle Mooney. Yeah, Kyle Moon. Uh, good movie. Yeah, that's what I heard. Yeah, that's what I heard. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Fantastic Four. Directed by Josh Trank. Josh Trank. Oh, Trank, yeah. I know he had a T. I know he had a T in his name. We're going Tranking. Big Tranking. You know who this movie is? You know what this movie is? Who this movie is scored by? Uh, uh, R- Ramin, right? Ramin Jawadi? No. No? No. Who? LP. Oh. Tom go. and Jerry? From Run the Jewels fame. <laughs> I, saw, I, I was looking at Notable. From the Cold Chamber? Yeah, I was looking at notable crew guys, and then I was gonna go to the score, but I was I was hesitant. But it's LP. That's that's great. Wow, dude, the budget of this movie is one hundred and fifty-five mil. That's insane. No, not oh. for Tom and Jerry, you fool. <laughs> no, for Fantastic Four. For Fantastic Four, oh. he was the composer. You idiot. Yeah, I was. Uh, yeah, that's what I. We're talking about Fantastic Four. No, I know. Nick that's thought. my bad. I, well, hip. It's like a hip hop soundtrack. The composer kind of no. made sense. No, well, well, you could be right here because guess what? The composer for this film is Christopher Lennertz, who also did the the most famous uh, two thousand seven film adaptation of Alvin and the Chipmunks, <laughs> as well as uh, Think Like a Man oh, and Horrible Bosses. <laughs> perfect pairing. And the video game series uh, Medal of Honor. Okay, that's a random. So do you guys want to know some of the tracks from the soundtrack? I found it. Yes, hit us with it. Hit us with it. Uh, this movie, is it's notable because of how good of music it has just randomly playing the whole time. <laughs> yeah. I know, I hated that. I mean, I that's, that's that how a cartoon sequence. is, though. But that's how yeah. the cartoon Is that were. how a cartoon is? That's how Tom and Jerry was. I mean, all those seven-minute cartoons, it was it was mostly orchestral music with cartoons playing in the background. So that was like the justification of, of kids being allowed to watch it because that's why they were called Merry Melodies, Merry Melodies, Looney Tunes, because they're it's like legit music, but in front of it, you got fucking people hitting each other with dynamite. Yeah people animals i like that tim story just came in and he was like we're we're just blowing this thing up this is a new york movie he's this a, is a, he's like let's make a new york movie okay i gotta get into this christopher leonard i dove i've dove into this rabbit hole so he not only did those movies he did he's a f- number one contender for this podcast horrible bosses to think like a man to already a sequel guy so there's that you got my big fat greek wedding to you got sausage party you got baywatch yep. you got Uncle Drew, Happy Time Murders, Shaft, and Hop. Oh, God. We have to do Happy Time Murders this year. That sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Dang it. Yeah. Uh, okay, Alex. Hit us with the sound sound department now that we talked about the composer. Sound department. What gotcha. are just What are just some of the songs? Just, for everybody that hasn't heard, <laughs> hasn't seen this movie, you're going to be shocked at what you're about to hear. Well, you heard in the trailer, uh, "Juice" by Lizzo. Yep. A um, couple other ones, and then in the opening scene, you hear K- "And I Kick It" by a Tribe Called Quest, <laughs> yeah, which I hated so much. We're going to talk about that. We're singing that. No, didn't you know who didn't hate that Q-tip with his fat paycheck that he probably got from it? Yeah, no, I was gonna oh, say actually, how no, much did they have to? Read. How much did they pay Q-tip? It had to been a lot. No, here's a fun fact for Alex: yeah. uh, uh, the majority of uh, Can I Kick It's uh, royalties goes to Lou Reed. No, <laughs> Lou Reed. 
Because that's Lou Reed's song. The Can yeah, I Kick yeah, It is a sample it. of yeah. uh, Walk right. on the Wild Side. You're ah. right. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, it's shitty. Right. shitty. But he's dead. So maybe Q-Tip bought the rights. No, nah, it's a state. The state holds it. It's shitty. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Um, another notable one, Don't Sweat the Technique yep. by Eric B. and Rakim. It's That's great. an old school jam. Yeah, yep. That was great uh, inclusion yeah. in the movie. This was the first yeah. way I heard about Tom and Jerry was those two songs. Somebody was like, there's pigeons that sing Can I Kick It? And then there's a whole, then Eric B. and Rakim's song is in this movie. Who told you this? <laughs> It was on Twitter. Oh, okay. And that's when I was like, we got to fucking watch Tom and Jerry. This is incredible. <laughs> and, it, and it didn't fit, but it also didn't not fit at the same time. No, right. It, it was did. fun. Yeah, no, that's, I think old school hip hop uh, works well with kids movies. Um, uh, Maybe. Yeah. Maybe, especially those, those guys. Of course. Of course. Yeah. The animated, the animated pigeons, of course, you're going to get the kids' attention immediately off the bat. Yeah. Any more, Alex? <laughs> Um, Limp Biscuit's uh, former member Biscuit and Young Six <laughs> show up. Wait, it's what? spelled B I Z K I T. Like, yeah, well, I don't think why that's would the you same. Go... <laughs> It'd be so great if Fred Dirt was the Limp in Limp Biscuit, and there was another guy named Biscuit. <laughs> yeah. My name's Fred Limp. <laughs> um, did we want to mention uh, P. S. Eliot? Uh, the uh, there is an editor editor of the movie Peter S. Elliot who oh, okay. I called P. S. Elliot. <laughs> he, he deserves to be called that. I don't uh, know why his uh, IMDb name is not that. Yeah, edited Iron Man three, Hop, Ride Along two, Think Like a Man two. Frequent collaborator, uh, yeah. collaborator. They watch yeah. the War with Grandpa, the mm. new Shaft, and Tom and Jerry. There so you go. Yeah, we got one of those guys. There you go. He's a Tim Story guy. Speaking of uh, Tom and Jerry, give us the actors. Tom and Jerry play themselves. Great. Congrats. Chloe Grace Moretz, who we've talked about, who we stand by, who we love. Sure. Michael Pena is in this movie. Michael Pena's in this. Doing something. Yeah. Playing a, uh, 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 I guess, a bad like, guy? Like an assistant concierge? Or like the, no, he's the, sec- the events the head- manager. Events manager. Events manager. Yeah. He's- uh, Rob Delaney, head of the hotel. A great, always great mustache. Not just general manager, but owner of the hotel, allegedly, according to Wikipedia. Okay, sure. Yeah. Uh, Colin Yost. Colin Yost and Pallavi Sharda. Yep. Play the uh, the couple having their wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, stand, stand in Nick Jonas and uh, Priyanka Sh- Chopra. Yep. I'm sure those are the first choices. Probably. Uh, Joy the Bell Girl uh, was Patsy Ferran. She was weird. We're going to talk about Joey a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Uh, Jordan Bolger. Jordan Bolger. I'm assuming is was Cameron the, the, the bartender, uh, yeah, the yep. uh, main foil to Kayla, I guess. Sure, not and even uh, not even a love interest. It felt like, yeah, no, it was weird. Kind of like amicable, like just friend, friendly, yeah. friendly, yeah, platonic, best, new best friend, Ken Jong, and Ken Jong as the head chef, head chef, and uh, voice wise, we got Nikki Jam, Nikki Yam. Nikki Jam, Bubusha Bosh Alika. Do you know who Nikki Jam is? Nikki Jam is a is a famous uh, uh, a reggaeton rapper from uh, Connecticut. Okay, well there you go. Uh, yeah, bo- he has a famous show on Netflix. It's a biography show about his life and how crazy it is. It just every time I think of Nikki Jam, I just think of Jay Balvin. But they <laughs> totally do not look like the same person. Okay. So I'm being really bad there. Bobby Cannavale was the voice of Spike. Really good. We're going to get into that. But but Bobby Cannavale, great uh, weird cameo. Half cameo, Didn't half supporting role. had no idea until I saw his name. <laughs> Same thing with <laughs> Lil Rel Howley was the voice of Tom's Angel and Devil. And you could 
I I recognized his voice, but I didn't know it was him. Until I think I saw that's it a either. good. I think that's a shout out to Lil Rel and and how he has a he yeah, does he have good. range. He does have range. He's not just he's not just some sidekick. And the other alley character. cats were the plastic cup boys. Plastic who cup we boys. have no idea who they are. Uh, they are Kevin Hart's like basically openers. They they've been on like BET. They do their own stand up specials. Oh, I thought they were like a um, uh, Gen Z rap group. It's like <laughs> no, it's like a modern version of uh, like the kings of comedy or blue collar comedy. It's like this trio of guys who go on tour together and like support Kevin Hart, but they also do their own shit. Okay, well, good for them. Yeah. Movie plot. A legendary rivalry reemerges when Jerry moves into New York City's finest hotel on the eve of the wedding of the century, forcing the desperate event planner to hire Tom to get rid of him. As mayhem ensues, love that. Love when mayhem ensues. The escalating cat and mouse battle soon threatens to destroy her career, the wedding, and possibly the hotel itself. Wow. Yeah, I mean, that's the gist of the film. Let's talk some scenes. There's not any notable crazy scenes. No, not particularly. There's just like antics. It's it's what it says. But it's, that's the good think, part. Yeah, think of Tom and Jerry. Like it's what Tom and Jerry. It was almost true to Tom and Jerry form in in that. Do kids nowadays know about Tom and Jerry? Barely. Yeah. Barely. Like I I think they only know Looney Tunes for going to Six Flags. Yeah. That sort of thing. You know. Yeah, no Tom one, and Jerry isn't like super branded. Yeah. You don't see it on like a bunch of merchandise. I mean, it got famous. The the Tom and Jerry and uh, like uh, Looney Tunes got famous recently because they were in the news for taking out their problematic material. Yeah. But that's well, like I think that's why they took out their problematic materials because they weren't in the news before that. <laughs> that's exactly. I think that's that's a good point. Uh, but they're going to come back into relevance with Space Jam. But with Tom and Jerry, it's it's like yeah, you were on cartoon. You were on like the Cartoon Networks for. 20 odd years and are they still i don't i have no idea i don't think i'm so. not a parent i'm not a they I'm, pushed it all to streaming i think I that was like, the option you yeah know? i feel like our generation so late late 20s early 30s millennials are the last ones that remember any hanna-barbera mm-hmm. yeah we were the last we were the last uh we're not even the golden age of, the of them but we're like we're the last ones who watched. I did watch a lot of tom and a jerry lot. a lot of looney tunes a lot of tom and jerry yeah because it filled filled your filled Filled the time slots throughout the day. Yeah, because we had VHS tapes, tapes of that. Yeah, the tape us. Yeah, of course. And there was just like there was like a channel that was Cartoon Network was just like, hey, we only show cartoons. (laughs) Here you go. Here you go. Boomerang. Yeah. Yeah, Boomerang. Oh man, Boomerang was great. Comes back again. The first three scenes are all like very indicative of what the movie's going to be about. So right. there's a there's the title sequence with the per, the the pigeons singing "Can I Kick It?" Yep, and you're like, this is fucking crazy. Yeah, like, this is going to be wild. I hope this is going to be like just amazing and wild like this. Didn't end up being, but the next scene is great too. Yeah, I got Freebird vibes when I got uh when I got that title sequence. I was like, this is going to be like Freebirds. <laughs> Shout no. out to Freebirds, yeah. our favorite uh, Thanksgiving podcast. Yeah. Uh, the opening sequence is Tom playing piano in the park. Mm-hmm. So it really sets up like the world in a great way in that they're like, look at this blind cat playing piano. And everybody's I into that, it. That joke was really fucking funny. Yeah, I great. thought it was a really funny joke. That's a good part about the film is that like they're, they're integrated. And yeah, yeah, they're integrated and all the animals are animated. So, and people act like that they're animated. Yeah, people, of course. People, we've always known these elephants to be large and, and oval shaped. Yeah, and yeah. they're like, oh, this cat, a, a cat playing piano, 
is not crazy, but a blind cat playing piano is crazy. Take some skill. And a dancing mouse with him. Wow, this is bananas. I thought that whole joke with everybody overacting in that whole scene was mm-hmm. so good. Yeah. Yeah. Including Jalen Brown in the background. <laughs> yeah. I swear to God, that's Jalen Brown standing in the background. Did you Google it? Cut uh, that part out, Kyle. No, I didn't, and I didn't see anything about Jalen Brown being in Tom and Jerry. <laughs> we should tweet at him. Uh, and then, dude, it was a super tall dude in the back. <laughs> so it was like that. Has yeah, that's to be not Jaylen generalizing. <laughs> Gen- General Alex strikes again. Moving on. The interview is the one after that. So the next scene. Oh, where, the, where, so you're introduced to Chloe Grace Moretz. Who gets, oh, you're CGM Chloe Grace Moretz. I was thinking computer generated something. Oh, no. CGM is how I'm uh, going to do. That's really terrible. <laughs> make her name shorter now. Uh, she gets introduced in the movie by Tom running into her. And then she ends up going to her to steal the job at the hotel. Okay. And the the hotel interview I thought was funny too with Rob Delaney and Michael Pena. Yeah. And kind of not so too like, bad. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. I thought that Michael Pena's like weird gimmick was good. I didn't really. Un- his, I still didn't understand it. His like accent that his, was fading in and out. Yeah. What do you call it? it it's it was a fle- a fleeting accent basically. Yeah. It was like a, it was like a French Spanish accent. And Delaney just being <laughs> the the weird dad role, which yeah. which which always works for him. He's uh, good for at better it. Or for he, worse. I mean, he's good at it. Yeah. So he might as well. Yeah. It were It's it's just unfortunate that like I think this is another. Um, another uh knock to his career in america versus his career abroad because he's really famous apparently From, in england yeah catastrophe yeah right? catastrophe was a was a big hit for him and uh he's, i think he still lives in england for for all i know mm-hmm. um good for him anyway anywho so those three really set up the movie to be a good movie yeah and i was like okay you combine all three of these elements and like keep the same like flavor right it's gonna be good, but then it just like wore thin really quickly. So yeah, that was uh, that's just how it got bad. Just like, just like, just my luck. Spread too thin. Yeah, you're spreading this plot way too thin, and you you can reduce this movie because a you're you were planning on you were planning on taking a loss for it by by already admitting you were gonna stream it. So so you weren't already Acceler- that confident. Accelerate it. Yeah, yeah. just make it just 90, make it rapid fire. Make ninety minutes, and this movie could be like ten percent up. Right. Right. You know. Uh, are you for real? Did you have any? Are you for reals? I mean, the, the the you brought it up as a good part, but it's also a, a really bad part. It's all the, both, an, all the animals are animated. <laughs> like it was just weird. It was just weird to me. Like if you're gonna make the animals animated and have people interact with them all the time, then make something else animated too. Just just don't let that be the mitigating factor. Because much unlike uh, Roger Rabbit. You had Those vehicles. Were characters. You Those had, were no, you characters. had you had a whole town that was animated. It was yeah. like you had people, you had things, you had you had creatures. It was all. addressed, yeah, <laughs> at the very least. It was addressed majorly, and like it was like, okay, this is what we are now. But but you're also mingling with that environment. Like you barely, like you had Chloe Grace Moretz holding that animated cat. That was really weird. <laughs> yeah. And then and then Michael Pena trying to pet it. Uh, that was really weird. He didn't bleed nearly enough for that. There, I didn't see any blood. I didn't see any blood either. That would have been a PG good... film. You could have a little blood. I think that's what. But they they were probably bit. like we can't have him really bloody. They should have had like some major blood right there. Yeah, like he had to get wrapped. Speaking of yeah, speaking of holding our cat, the whole the whole wedding thing was, was really blase. Yeah, it was like I guess I get it as like you needed an event of some sort to ruin, mm-hmm. but it didn't stand out enough to be. I wasn't invested in it at all. I didn't care about her running the event. 
the whole the whole story. Why couldn't it be like a dignitary visiting or something like that? Yeah, and you know? why did or she, a convention? And they're gonna just hire this girl off the off the street to run everything for a weekend or <laughs> like it, the, it was the whole contrived plot was unbelievable and unnecessary. You know just, what could have worked it and totally. I mean, I know we're talking about a Tom and Jerry movie, people. I get it, but, but still. But if you're gonna bring humans involved into this and and human like like scenarios that that cause conflict. Why not have it be like, hey, we're having this convention of all the all your old favorite cartoon characters and, uh, and or something like that. Like Tom and Jerry are separate because they're a cat <laughs> yeah. and a mouse yeah. chasing each other all the time. But you have like like Droopy Dog or or um, <laughs> or Snagglepuss or all the classic Hanna Barberas like yeah. just showing up. Shout out to Tim Curry who didn't do a Scooby Doo. Make because- a movie. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. Uh question so maybe this is because who frame roger rabbit trained us to think that the cartoons can't die if all the animals in this world are cartoons means they can't die right no they die they i don't think they die um uh they're like they're like immortal they die naturally they don't die by like murder you know like if someone (laughs) shoves them off a cliff yeah could you imagine how many cats there would be and dogs there would be if you couldn't run them over with a car. Squ- Maybe that's squir- the caveat. One, squirrels. One can't live unless some one dies. <laughs> Maybe that's the caveat in the cartoon world. See, this is why it needs to be deeper. Yeah, we need to get in. We need to write our own uh, cartoon uh, uh, real world movie. We'll have Alex. You can animate all the characters. It's called the sequel to Rockadoodle. <laughs> uh, that's My favorite movie. Is Alex's kid. White Whale. Yeah, Rockadoodle. We're gonna get there. Don't worry. Uh, when's your birthday? July first. Oh yeah, we're not doing that. Um. <laughs> what I really liked was the the uh, going back to what I like because there's plenty to, to plenty to not like and we can beat a dead horse all day. Really loved the joke where Chloe CGM. But if you beat the dead horse, it will never die. Just for the record. Oh, in an animated world, but luckily we're living in reality. Um, where CGM first meets Jerry, uh, who has invaded the hotel, and Jerry just uh, casually gives her uh, his business card, and his name is Jerome Mouse. And his business profession is I am a mouse, which is which was a really 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 solid joke. Um, I lol'd. Uh, the Jerry jokes are good. So I had two observations about Tom and Jerry that I had never had in my entire life up until this movie. And one is that I always thought Jerry was the more talented of the two. He's more crafty. He's yeah. He's he's the smarter of the two, and uh, and witty and and uh, and crafty as you say, but. He's not the more like raw talent. Tom has the raw. Tom can play music. Tom can sing. Tom can do all these things that uh, are actually talented and could give him a career later on. You're right. You're right. One could. Tom sits at a piano and plays multiple songs in this multiple (laughs) instruments in the Tom and Jerry universe. Sings Sings a really horny song to another cat in the middle of this movie. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck, indeed. But at the same time, like you could, you could blame uh, the philosophy of Tom as someone who's distracted by um, an outside force that he can totally contain. If he just blocked it out, he'd be a prodigy. He'd be a multi-instrumental. Uh, he'd be a quadruple threat because he can dance, he can sing, he can act, and but he's he can, obsessed. He can play multiple instruments. Obsessed with this uh, this mouse. He's like this mouse is just is just creeping me out. This is is just is just. 
killing my vibe. Yeah, Jerry's just trying to find a place to live. Yeah. The problem is Jerry is a thief. Jerry is a big thief. Uh, he, he is. is. He's a mouse. What yeah. are you going to expect? He's, I think it's his natural na- uh, it's his natural uh, 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 reaction to things. It's just to take. Yeah. Uh, my last are you for real, back to that for a second, is Kayla was bad at her job and probably should have been fired. Really bad. She yeah. couldn't. She should have been found out the day. Yeah. Of. And the second she caught the mouse, she just let him go, which I get. He looks like Jerry. He's got a card that says Jerome Mouse. I wouldn't want to kill He's that. He's a mouse with eyelashes. I wouldn't want to kill a mouse like that. Yeah. Uh, I like that she sent them on like a bonding journey to become friends. Just to prevent the whole uh, the whole hotel from uh, being destroyed. That <laughs> was so weird. Yeah, it was really strange. But I guess in her previous life, she was a New York tour guide. So, okay. Yeah, I guess, which leads me to the good thing, which is they had Instagram posts of them doing all their events. Yeah. And uh, the captions were like, yee-wow, And like, uh, them eating pizza. And it's like, pepperoni in all caps. Everything was all caps. And it was just them having a good time. I, I was could, like, wow. I could totally see cats uh, posting Instagram in all caps. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All caps. Yeah, all cats. Uh, the Tom and Jerry antics. So the the core of what this movie should have been and almost was was Tom chasing Jerry. Mm-hmm. It should have been. There was a lot of good stuff of that in the first cat chase mouse. Uh, I I don't think you can beat a better plot point. Yeah, first 45, 50 minutes of this was good on that. I think that they lost their way during the whole wedding thing. Yeah. Well, and that was like the low point, right? That yeah. was like the point of of like uh, super contention, the climax of the film, if you would. If there was one in this film, I don't even know. Exactly. Who's the hero of this film? Uh, Colin Yost? Nope. CGM, I guess. Rob Te- Delaney? Technically, for CGM. keeping his cool the entire time, maybe. <laughs> Colin Yost deserved to get broken up with. Uh, he was problematic. He was just fine. Who worked and who didn't work for you? Uh, the who worked for me the most, but I mean, besides Rob Delaney, he's universally loved. Uh, Doctor Ken, Ken, Ken Jung. Uh, he 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 played As his role. Chef? <laughs> yeah, he should have had a bigger role, honestly. Uh, he's he's he had the funniest line of the movie. He's better imp- improving, and I think he would have uh would have killed it if they gave him that allowance but i don't think they did yeah when they let him just shit on his staff all the time yeah that was funny stuff yeah especially and then when he turned around at the end and he's like me and my son on the street and it was like a redhead kid who was three times the size of him yeah <laughs> and you're like okay cool it's pretty good i love that uh, uh chloe grace moretz worked for me great <laughs> she's on the vibe oh good amy, she's got a good vibe amy apparently. nicholson gets it it's fucking horrible i she hated was, chloe grace moretz she, she was she fine. did not work for me <laughs> She was so bad. I was like, "Why am I watching this 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 young lady uh, uh, act?" It's it's. She's had good roles when she was a child actor, but now, now no, but now no. I think that's just voluntarily. She's good. No, not no. Okay, Dad. Alex, this young Alex, lady. Alex, what did you think in the first uh, twenty minutes? Chloe Grace Moretz. Who's uh, that? She's the main reason. She's the main reason I turned it off. So yeah, because it was so good. Yeah. Steven. yeah, he's yeah. Well, there's many reasons why you turned it off because of her. Uh, yeah. Who didn't work for you, Nick? Uh, I guess Colin. Yes. He, he. He just was not really anything in the movie. Yeah, he was kind of whatever. Yeah. Uh, you could. Colin Yost has surprising chest hair. Yes. I'm gonna put him on surprising chest hair alert. Yeah, he's uh, it was is po- it Yost or Jost. Yost. Calling him Yost. We're calling him Yost. It doesn't matter. Are you sure? No, I think it's Jost. I think you're right. I think it's Jost. I've never heard someone say Yost. Colin Yost. Boom! Oh, wow. Bitch! (laughs) (laughs) Kyle, leave the pause in there, please. (laughs) Yeah, leave that fucking... 
Wow. Entertaining pause. You the only what? entertaining pause on this podcast. <laughs> oh, that brings up a new character that I have is a dramatic pause guy. Pausley Carmichael. <laughs> is, does this character exist anywhere? Dramatic pause guy where it's like, uh, hey, I'm going to kill your mother. In darts at the bar later. <laughs> <laughs> That's so bad. <laughs> Replace uh, the character with a Muppet. Cut all that out, Kyle. <laughs> Sorry. Replace the character with a Muppet. I'm replacing all of the actors with Muppets. It's a Muppet yeah. in a cartoon movie. Sure, but uh, <laughs> but I'll go one step further. Turn them all into Muppets, but then make everything animated. Uh, just make all the animals, all like the Muppet, environments, like Muppet Babies. Yeah, like Muppet Babies. Make the whole thing. Uh, make the whole thing animated. I felt like if this was an actual Tom and Jerry cartoon where you had the where you had people in it, but you could only see the people from like the the chest down. Um, that that I think that would have worked a lot better. That would have been okay. Yeah, yeah I, I I could I could have gone on board with that. I I did like the animation was really good. Animation solid. Yeah, it was a good test run. I think for for uh, Space this, Jam two. The type of like two D three D CGI thing works for me a lot. You could tell that they were trying to sell this to to movie theaters too with their specific shots. You, yeah, they were going for when, a three D effect. When uh, Tom yeah sniffing Tom, around, Tom sniffed on the camera and like fogged it up. Yeah, I was just like, yeah. God, this. That would have been so good in theaters. <laughs> Tell you one thing, it's going to be a great VR movie once they once they figure that out. Would you watch this movie in VR? Maybe. <laughs> I guess. Maybe. Why not? Um, we don't need to recast the couch. No, I don't think anybody... Uh, the only person I was considering... I'd recast Tom with um, one of the Aristocats. Ooh, like uh, O'Malley? Could you could you could you imagine doing Tom and Jerry with Tom being recast? That's what the that's what the new movie is. That's the reboot. Okay, I'll, I'm gonna pitch that yeah, later. Yeah, pitch it should that be later. like a Harvey Birdman situation. <laughs> yeah, that's my thoughts too. Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. Um, but yeah, uh, the, the, make, I think make it fresh. Oh, we're already I already got, said it. Yeah. yeah, we already said it. We're moving on. Uh, uh, but but yeah, the emphasis we can agree making it fresh would be just give us eighty percent Tom and Jerry. Yeah, make it more about not. make it a little bit more about Tom and Jerry. Make it about their friendship. Like Absolutely. people care about that. Yeah, I think their their friendship. Their they like, like to beat each other up. They're both yeah. state of masochists. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like every episode of Tom and Jerry. So especially the ones where they're they're rivals, they're friends, they're rivals. You know, just do that. You want to appeal to adults? Over a fucking 80-minute movie. It's you want to appeal to adults? Make Tom and Jerry submissive-dominant relationship <laughs> a la 8 millimeters and cruising. Yeah, Moving you're, on. You're right. He's right. He's right. He's right. It's now it's time for the top five. Top five. Movies with cartoons and live action mixed together. I like it. I like it, too. We have a long list. Transformers um, so we're, cartoons. We're counting CGI. We're counting CGI then. No, we're it's yeah. CGI. That's why I put. That's yeah. why I put in uh, Transformers because it's mostly CGI. And yeah. then Call of the Wild because Harrison Ford's talking to no one the entire time. So. <laughs> no, no, he's talking to a man. Oh, is he? <laughs> yeah, a man a- acting as a dog. No fucking way. Oh yeah, it's in the behind the scenes and it's incredible stuff. I did me. see uh, Call of the Wild. I saw in theaters. Uh, thank no, you, you for A list, AMC A list, AMC A list. All that boy. Are they charging? Back. Are they charging us again? Uh, allegedly. No, there we was an email. To, we have to unfreeze ourselves. It was you know there was an email saying like you will automatically be unfrozen come like May oh. May first or something like that. Okay, well I don't remember. I deleted it, but <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'll think about it. Yeah, I mean I got three months left on it for free. I might go back into it. I'd probably go back to it. Um, we can uh, sit sit apart from each other. Cut all of this out, Kyle. Uh, what's your top five, Nick? After after reading this whole list that I come up with twenty minutes ago. This is good. This is good. It's really tough too. 
Number one, I think, has to be consensus. Like, the pinnacle of cartoons and actors together we can is agree who on framed Roger one. Rabbit. Yeah, we can agree on number one. There's never been a funnier, more cohesive, more integrated movie ever. Here's here's number one in comparison with the rest of the uh, the four that we will probably choose. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I shot mean, to to uh, shot to the top. Everything else is. Oh, that was down a shot below. to the top. I thought that was like a butthole thing, but yeah, I agree. Oh, here's a butthole thing. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go. So so one is already spoken for. So two two, and and I'm not going um, how it's done as much as how much I like the movie. So just let that be said. Two. Mary Poppins. That's fair. It's a fair. It's a fair number. Fantastic. Yeah, it's fantastic. Hard to beat. Um, uh, it's it's hard to beat. Um, I'll go based on what I watched more in comparison to Mary Poppins, and that was Bedknobs and Broomsticks. Really good. Uh, follow up to Mary Poppins, uh, starring Angela Lansbury. Too horny for me. Uh, was is it the bed knobs or the broomsticks? It's the broomsticks. It's the bed knobs. And <laughs> you the don't broomsticks. even know what you're talking. They're about, all sir. riding on a bed together. They're I don't think it's. On a bed I together. don't think it's honestly. I don't think it's appropriate. If I, we're being honest, I think it's more appropriate than uh, than uh, 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 Tom and Jerry 2021. <laughs> What's your number three? My number three is Jungle Book, the Favreau, the Favreau book. Yeah, I liked that movie. It's not bad. It's not bad. It's it's literally a CGI movie with a good with, time. with one human in it. I had a good time watching it. I'm yeah, gonna say that. Yeah, I don't think there's any shots in that film, uh, external shots that were that were actual fauna. You know, like no. like uh, yeah, 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 all fake. I mean, there's 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 rivers and stuff, but it's all it's all not it's not natural rivers. They're all it's all shot in a lot. Yep, I, yep, I feel yep. like. Um, my number three will have to be another another classic uh, from from the seventies, sixties, seventies. Peach Dragon. Yep, that's that's my, that's my good one. Not the modern not one. The be- one. Not, not the new one. Not the new one. one. The, the 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 previous one because it actually had an animated dragon in it, and yeah. it was was captivating to me as a child. It was between that and Roger Rabbit. Those were the two that I would reference. I mean, Peach Dragon was basically Puff the Magic Dragon because you knew Pete was high the whole time on set. You know. Yeah. What Peach Dragon was. Yeah. What was Peach Dragon's name? Alex, look it up. Alex, what look was it up. The, what was the name of Pete's dragon? Alex, look it up. What's your number four? It's tough. We're getting tough. Yeah, it's it's coming down to it. I haven't seen. Oh, we got to include Space Jam. Sorry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Space Jam. Space Jam. That's a that's a. Well, well let's let's push everything. Number back. two. Yeah, yeah. Space Jam's number two. Yeah, let's push let's push everything. Actually, back. yeah, Space Jam's number two. Yeah, we can agree. Number one and two are, are Space or. Are, Roger Rabbit and Space Jam. Yeah. And then oh, thank God we almost forgot that. God, that would have been, been a bunch of fucking should... assholes. Uh, Let's restart this. Uh, what's your number one, Nick? My number five. <laughs> number five, then, I'm going to go Avatar. Avatar. <laughs> mm, that's a hard one, yeah. Yeah. I'm going, I'm, I guess. I'm only going Avatar so I can build I'll my brand. I'm building my brand. You. I'm building my Avatar brand, getting ready for the pod. Uh, who wants to be on my Avatar podcast? We're going to watch Avatar every week and do a podcast on it until the new one comes out in probably 2029. My number five uh, is, is going to really make uh, Alex... Monkey, Monkey bone. Is going to make Alex happy. It's Rockadoodle. Rockadoodle <laughs> is like the, the movie that I watched perpetually from ages four to seven. Uh, I, I know I watched it a lot because I remember one of the preview commercials, which you There's, remember on there, VHSs. Are there real people in Rockadoodle? There gotta, is real people in Rockadoodle. I... In the first 20 minutes and the last 10. Is that true, Alex? Yep. Yep. 
I had it on VHS, man. I watched it. And Alex, let's verify what what the what the laundry detergent commercial was on VHS. And one, two, three, whisk. It was whisk. <laughs> I mean, that, that that can't be true. Look it up. Look it up, Alex. You need to verify that. The but name first, of the the name of the dragon in Pete's dragon is Elliot. Oh! Elliot. Elliot. <laughs> Elliot. Um. <laughs> Kjax, look up. Look up. Um. Well, the the whisk commercial in Rockadoodle, or look up, you know, the commercials that were in. The I got. I want to shout out Kyle's. Uh, Kyle's number five. Oh, he's uh, got an honorable mention. Uh, Sonic. He he yeah. watched Sonic recently. Loved it. We haven't watched Sonic. We were a Sonic podcast, but we're jaded. We're jaded because they we didn't jaded. keep Sonic looking as a little creepo. Yeah, looking as a little creepo. We uh, wanted that little creepy Sonic. We didn't yeah. want the regular Sonic. We wanted human teeth Sonic. That's what I wanted, at least. Yeah, get, just no. You know what I wanted? I wanted uh, Ben Schwartz in a in a Sonic costume the entire time. That's what I wanted. Is that his name, Ben Schwartz? Yep. Uh, Alex, do you have any uh, any uh, honorable mentions besides a uh, Rocket Doodle? No, but I found the commercial. If no, you, you want didn't. me to share it, no, you didn't. <laughs> you want me to message it to you? Yeah, Steve? message it to me. We're gonna play that out. Yeah, let's get gamey with it. Um, you do re- give me the reboot, sequel, or prequel. I'd say give me the reboot. It could be any of those. I'm gonna go. Uh, I'll, I'll go prequel. And I mean, it might as well be a reboot if it's a prequel. Yeah, set in uh, Chicago. It feels like they're original Chicago guys before they were New York guys. So uh, Midwest vibes. Yeah, it shows uh, Tom. Tom in in the new one when Tom's coming to the city, that's him leaving Chicago. So mm. starts out in Chicago. This is the uh, it's the '90s. You know, it's the Bulls era. Bulls era. So we got some Space Jam vibes going on. Jerry is uh, living at living at the stadium, the arena. What's the arena called? Uh, United Arena. He's at United. He's United re- Center. Sorry. He, yeah, he's at United Center. He's uh, he's watching the Bulls happen. We got a lot of retro shots. We got a lot of things. We edit Jerry into them. Tom and Jerry. They almost ruin the last dance. Michael Jordan. Oh wow. Yeah. So they're the ones that push it to game six. Yeah, that's the prequel. Seven. Uh, yeah. The everything they're involved in everything. Their hijinks are happening on the side. Like the backstory is that this is during the finals of uh, Michael Jordan's last year. So ninety six, ninety seven, gets, every, gets everybody watching. A lot of great outfits. I'm gonna bring in. Uh, well, why not Michael B. Jordan? Michael B. Jordan is the main interactor with the Tom and Jerry. Wow, and he plays Michael Jordan. No, Mike. No, he's, he's just a he's a side Chicago guy. Okay, uh, maybe he lives in the house next to United Center that Jerry is uh, occupying and that Tom is trying to find Jerry in. Takes Tom into his house, wants to keep him. His girlfriend hates cats. Implores Tom to just be a normal cat. You know, you don't have to chase Jerry around all the time. Yeah, gets kicked out. Almost causes the Bulls to lose. Wow. There you go. Wow. Yep. And then uh, they moved to New York. Uh, so I've been alluding it, uh, alluding to this the entire time, but uh, this is a reboot of Tom and Jerry. It's mostly animated, um, and you're gonna have uh, mostly animated. It's it's all animated, and it's Tom and Jerry doing their crazy antics for 80 minutes straight. And the only humans that are involved are the humans that you can see waist down. Is or 80 chest minutes down. too long for that? What's the real story though? But that's the re- oh, you want to give me give you a real story? Yeah. So this so it's it's the root. It's the start of the Tom and Jerry relationship. So. Tom is a kitten. Tom gets adopted by this family. He's living a he's living a good life in this in this 
somewhat rural-esque house. Like, it's surrounded by fields, there's a stream, blah, 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 blah. Five years passes, boom, we got development boom of the 1950s with the, with the baby boomer era. Here comes suburbia. Here comes all the houses. With all the houses, you get all the, all the Mises. All the Mises get out of their <laughs> rural communities. No Jesus one, for us, Mises. One of them Mises, good old Jerome. He gets pushed out of his community, uh, all a all rat patootie, and he winds up in, in, the ta- in the Tomcat house, and high jinks ensue. Yep. Uh, okay. I can get into it. Alex, Rachel's which one are you fucking Mises. watching it? <laughs> Sorry, Rachel's mom legitimately says Mises. Hey, no, there's That's no cheese. Like Nick said, there's no Jesus for us Mises. <laughs> what movie are you watching? No Jesus Alex? for us Mises. I should play that instead, but I know oh, 100% Stevens. Wow. Oh, are you kidding me? Mine is actually good. Wow! God, you guys no, because did... that's that's the movie I wanted to watch when I when I started watching this one. I wanted to no, watch. I wanted that's to the movie like you bail on twenty movie. minutes into too, because it's uh, it's too preachy. This movie's too preachy. <laughs> no, you bail on it because it's boring. It's just you, oh, sure. you've seen them chase each other around so long. It's just like I don't need an eighty minutes of this. Uh, better than the Big Green. No, unfortunately, no. Not funny enough. Yeah. Um, no, way not, way not funny enough, and way not quirky enough. Yeah, you either give me the quirk or you give me the funny. Yeah, you didn't give so me like either. I said, if it had been those first three scenes over and over for the rest of the movie, I would have been on board. Sure, sure. Yeah, in different, in different scenes and yeah, different, yeah, different, different ways. Facets. Like yeah. it's got to be weird. It's got to be weird. Just give me the weird. It wasn't weird enough. Uh, what would you rate it then? I'm gonna give it a 44. You're gonna give it a 44. <laughs> I mean, it just seems like uh, uh, not the caliber of bullet. <laughs> it doesn't seem ethnically crazy. Like uh, what's his face? Oh, says. ethnically <laughs> inept or whatever. <laughs> Ethn- ethnically bankrupt or vacant. Some stupid. Uh, thing I thought like it was fine. It's it's just fine. Like it's it's like, just fine. It's every right. other kids movie. Like yeah, I could see kids really liking it, especially because CGM. This is a big 30 percenter for me, so I'm gonna say thirty nine percent. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. What's your blub? Hijinks ensued, and I won't sue. Wow. Okay. Okay. Don't. Uh, no need to chase for this. It's available in your own home. Pending subscription price. Don't chase the dragon. <laughs> don't chase. Don't chase this dragon. Cats. <laughs> God, it's hor- fucking horrible. Uh, real recommendations, uh, Nick. Do you got anything? Uh, I was reminded of a movie I watched previously, Spontaneous. When you did that ET joke, it's worth it almost just for the ET. ET? Joke. There's an ET joke in the movie Spontaneous about uh, kids combusting. Oh, I don't know that. In movie. a small town, okay. uh, it's got Captain Langford. It's got uh, Charlie Plummer. Uh, Christ- oh, yeah. Christopher's grandkid. I'm guessing. Yes. Um. Good movie, actually. Yeah, I know about that. Streaming, okay. fun little teen rom com. Right. Uh, there's a really good ET joke in it, so. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I recommend that. Um, my real recommendation and The Departed. I just rewatched. You the son part. of a bitch! That was my real recommendation. <laughs> <laughs> I just watched that. You asshole. You do, oh, you did yesterday? Yes, no, like like three days ago. <laughs> oh, I watched it. It's my. Uh, Remember, I brought it up the last podcast. <laughs> I know it's my uh, it's my Patrick Strait tradition is to watch The Departed. Oh, really? That's funny. That or The Fugitive. Oh. Uh... Yeah. Why the fugitive? Oh, because you a fucking quat. You a fucking quat. That's a good idea. I think I will watch the fugitive over St. Patrick's Day from now. I forget. Just because that, that one parade scene. Yeah, it makes, one, it, yeah. it makes it a St. Patrick's Day movie. It really is. Um, yeah. But depart damn. departed. Still so good. Still so good. God. Yeah. Damn. See, saw everything. You're not gonna come. watch Boondock Saints. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> shut up right now. Just, just Are you a fucking quat? <laughs> that's what a quat would say. Yeah, that's what a quat would say. Uh, Alex, you got anything to recommend? 
besides Tom yeah, and Jerry? I just read out. Al- <laughs> I just read Ali Wong's book, probably the funny one of the funniest books I've ever read. Dang, what's really it called? Argument. It's called Dear Girls. Dear Girls. Each each uh, each chapter is kind of titled Dear Girls. Like she's writing to her two daughters to read this oh, later in life. Interesting, and it's just funny. Yeah. Is it talking of like? Her talk it talks about, about her get, whole life. Her it talks eaten. about her whole life. <laughs> yeah. Well, she talked. She goes into how raunchy she was, and just kind of the grind of being a comedian. How she met her husband. The, you know, d- digs into the whole thing about being an Asian American and like her culture and it, like it's just it's it's kind of like a biography, interesting. Well, but it's written in an interesting angle. It's just really funny. Cool. Really, really well written. That's good. Well, uh, also, stop Asian hate. Like, what the fuck is going on in especially the Bay Area? Yeah, I thought I'd recommend that. The Bay Area yeah, is ran- it's that, fucking horrible right now. Like, God damn it. It's not that hard to just be nice to people. It's really and, not. And uh, so we, uh, well, I will, I pledge to make a small donation. Uh, I I did get my stimmy, so I can I can put a little Instead bit of, of that. horse racing. Yeah, I can Nick's put a little bit. Of, I'm going to stop my gambling. <laughs> I'm gonna put it towards uh, something good. So uh, that's my pledge. Yeah, uh, yeah. Advocate. Uh, the best thing you can do: advocate and educate. Uh, educate yourself. Educate your friends, your family. Um, don't, don't, don't take no fucking racist shit for for granted. If yeah. people, people don't it's... mention China, China flu. Don't mention Wuhan. Don't call it the fucking. Don't call it the kung flu. Uh, that 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 would have that would have prevented a lot of Asian hate. But but here we are now. Yep. So so do your best to to stop the stigma. Yeah, and no support Asian businesses and don't and don't get intimidated when they all stare at you as the only way. Yeah, let us white mansplain this for everybody. <laughs> and as we always say, thank you for joining us. <laughs> keep it real. Keep it real. Stay rotten. Stay rotten. Keep it. Yeah, keep it rotten. Yeah, live it. Live it. A tisk, a tisk, tisk. A tisk, tisk, tisk. Whisk, whisk. A tisk, a tisk, tisk. Like a dog burying the socks. Get five dollars back on your purchase of Rockadoodle when you buy whisk. You buy a fucking bottle of whisk, they give you five dollars for the movie. Video cassettes, compliments of. Come watch Elvis Chicken. Elvis Chicken movie. Elvis Chicken movie. Don Bluth prevents a very special sneak preview. Good lord, I love that.